jasmine, oolong, green, and white. Long ago, these four teas were skillfully brewed at the Blissful Brew. Then, everything changed when the shop's popularity threatened its existence. All Mr. Okoron, the shop's owner and tea master, could do was to recruit four teenage orphans to learn his trade and staff his shop. A year has passed since the orphans were hired, and although their skills have progressed, they still have a lot to learn before they can brew anything. But I believe that they have the potential to make the Blissful Brew the greatest tea shop in the world. Last time on Benders and Brews, an Avatar Legends podcast. And then you turned around only to find out that you were surrounded by pirates and they have captured you and they are taking you back to their ship. You kids, you thought you could hide your secret about the treasure from us. The box was made in Yudao. Is that where we need to go? <laughs> yes. Okay. Get ready to sail. We are headed to Yudao. Captain! Captain! I see it! It's here! You see what, Zazu? It's the beast. You see a large, scaled fin inside the water coming towards the boat. It leaps from the, the waves, and you see this massive, hulking gator shark. Everybody, to your stations! And welcome back to another episode of Benders and Brews. Before we get any further into this comedy goal, let's get some character facts. Why are you upset? That's good. Uh, Mika, you got a... Michaela, a.k.a. Mika, do you got a starting fact for us? Um, mm-hmm. Mika is an only child. You've done that <laughs> one. Dead. Uh, did I? <laughs> I mean, it is a true fact that anyone could find out by listening to her prequel episode. So if you haven't done that, definitely go do that. Yeah, it's pretty, how many it's siblings we have. <laughs> Man, I sure do love when somebody's interesting fact about their character is a promo for one of the previous episodes. <laughs> Makes my job a heck of a lot easier. Well, this made my fact a lot easier, too. Uh-oh. What have I done? Bill. Karen, playing Bill. Bill has two younger brothers. Oh. Whoa. In that, currently? What's that supposed to mean? Like, he, he at this... Time. At this point in time, no. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Which you can find out sort of more sort about. Of it's very alluded to in Bill's prequel episode. Yeah. Two yes. younger brothers, but one is no longer. Gosh. Is there a, is there a national prequel day? Because I hope this episode falls on national prequel day. National prequel day. Is that what we're doing for our facts? We're just teasing I, prequels? No, I'm actually, gonna, I just was going to say how many siblings I had because Mika said how many siblings she had. Oh, okay. Um, um, pre- prequels. Okay. Uh, Guo is really good at pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Yes. Hold on a second here, Brock. Or Bill. Oh, gosh, Guo. What, what universe are you playing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This isn't a Star Wars RPG. Guo's actual fact is so, Guo, he's got his list of food places he wants to hit. Oh, yelling. Yeah. Every place he. He goes, he tries to find the hot spots or the hole in the walls that maybe... The tasty spots. Yeah, tasty spots. Something Spicy else you can find out about if you listen to the Bill and Brock <laughs> the people. Hot, hot <laughs> spots. Hot hot spots? Nice. Ooh, I love hot pot. I've never actually had it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, he leaves, like, 
He takes like a note. He has a journal. It's pretty much just for himself, though. He doesn't try to publish it or anything. Okay. Uh, he also has a secret grading method. <laughs> like he'll leave uh, a mark in the stones, like either like on the doorway or like somewhere on the building, somewhere in the restaurant or like outside on the sidewalk. And it's uh, like a the the glow grade or something. Oh uh, my gosh. You're doing a Yelp meets like the hobo speak or whatever oh, yeah, they call that back in the day signs. where they used, yeah, the signs where they would like mark like this hobo house is can't. friendly or these people don't like homeless people, so stay away. Yeah, thieves can't for hobos. That's, yes, to put in D&D terms, yes. But so it'd be like, I don't know, uh, the first lowest grade would be like uh, some pebbles on the ground and then like the second one would be a boulder with some pebbles on the ground. Oh, and, okay. Like, a bunch of boulders and the pebbles on the ground. So boulders are good. Yeah. Right? The okay. more the more rocks, the better in Guau's nice. uh, so, great. So what about the blissful brew? There's no rocks in front of it. Yeah. Well, I haven't really focused on food that much. Uh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. It's true. It's like a hot pot. Bevies only. What what is the highest number of boulders a restaurant has received from? Well, I'd do the standard five. Oh, so, okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. The next one be like the bowl or like the pebbles and the boulders in the foothills with the other boulders, and then a mountain. Oh, and then the fifth one would be. Turns out the mountain was a volcano. No, <laughs> nice. I like it. I dig it. That's pretty cool. He's got a rating system for restaurants. That's awesome. All right. Cool. Cool. I, I'm waiting for Brock what to be like, wait, Rohan's the one leaving these. <laughs> I've been chucking them at birds this oh, time. I've been, I've been following this system for years. <laughs> I thought just every restaurant did it. Uh, yeah. Was, I thought that was something they were doing. Like, I just um, love the volcano places. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Uh, all right, Brock. Spot. So yes, the hot, hot spots. spots with the hot pots. Yeah. Um, broccoli. What Connor playing broccoli? What's the interesting broccoli fat? Well, uh, if we're doing more sort of plugs for previous episodes, <laughs> I suppose uh, Brock is able to tunnel underground, but it's only like Bugs Bunny, where you can easily see like little mounds of rocks <laughs> coming up from the from the surface yes you can tunnel underground like bugs bunny something else we recently discovered in the recent prequel episode of villain brock's little one-shot adventure which of course you can listen to like many of the prequel episodes hey you know what kudos to dave for coming up with an interesting non-prequel (laughs) that actually is pretty mine wasn't in a prequel that's it's well it's well, adjacent but it's it wasn't adjacent. so you mentioned i guess mine wasn't even a prequel reference. either i it, well yours was a prequel no that's fair <laughs> all right well with that and that interesting information uh who knows if we will even make it to you dow where we might find some restaurants mm-hmm. with volcano ratings who knows we'll find out well maybe today maybe next episode who knows uh, but for now, let's jump back into Benders and Brews. All right, everybody. So where we last left off, you guys were captured on the pirate ship. You talked to some of the crew members to kind of get an idea of who it is that you were on board with. The captain is forcibly making you sail to Yudao, 
a uh, Earth Kingdom city that Mr. Okaron had referenced in his recent clue, telling you to go there to get the next piece of the map, which will eventually lead you to the will that you are looking for in order to save the Blissful Brew and keep it from getting taken by your rival's hot leaf juice. All that to say, or all that being said, uh, you're currently on the pirate ship and suddenly you spot a massive creature swimming towards the ship in the distance. It is a massive gator shark, which they have named Kuma. That's right. Uh, this, this giant gator shark has leapt over the ship and back into the water, but it is not leaving the area. It seems like it is hungry. It is interested in attacking the crew of the bloody porcupine's ship. And you are currently aboard said ship. So it's after you just as much as anybody else. You also know that the captain himself, Captain Rockfoot, once known as Captain Luckyfoot, had his leg bitten off by what is allegedly this exact same gator shark. And he is hungry for revenge. As you stand on the deck of the ship, the captain is shouting orders to everybody. You there, get over to the guns. Zazu, Raza, you went over and, you know, get onto the bow of the ship. Uh, Tomo, you take the, uh, whatever the other side of the ship is. I don't know ship terms. I apologize. Starboard. Stern. Stern. Starboard. Uh, Sue, you get to the starboard. <laughs> Everybody get to your appropriate positions. You know what that means. Kill that gator shark. Uh, you four, let's call you uh, interns. Uh, I don't know. Find a place on the ship where you can help. All right. So I'm going to give you guys a kind of rundown of, of the various resources available to you on the ship to help you in this fight. Because as it currently stands, you are in a piece of wood floating down the in the ocean. And there's a massive monstrous beast attacking the ship. So all things considered, helping the crew in this moment is probably with your best interest. Because the last thing you want to do is end up in the water with that thing. Hmm. All right, so uh, you look around, all of you look around, you see a variety of different things that you could possibly use as weapons or involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, you have nets that you could use to hopefully slow down, trap, or otherwise exhaust this, this creature, allowing for others to do other various attacks. There, is, there are harpoons, which you can take a hold of, either stabbing at the water if it gets close or throwing into the water as it passes by. And then, of course, you have bows and arrows. Uh, same thing. Uh, you do know that, uh, obviously, once an arrow kind of hits the water, it's going to kind of throw off its ability. Just like, you know, in movies, when you see somebody shooting bullets into water, how it, like, the bullets kind of, they, like, slam into the water, and then they slow down, and they sink. So you only got, like, so much, I don't know, damage you can do with that. But it is an option. Um, additionally... For one individual person, you could take a hold of the grappling harpoon, which sits inside of a gun-like device, uh, kind of works off some like clockwork gears on the rear end of the ship. Uh, there are cannons inside of the ship, which one could fire as well. Other than that, that's pretty much the, the key things. Oh, alternatively, you could take command. Um, which you currently, uh, that, that spot's being taken, so I, I'm not going to really suggest that. Uh, <laughs> but if it weren't being taken and somehow <laughs> fell to you, that is an option, and it could kind of help out with... Uh, Hinting. 
Yeah, yeah. As a future option. Yeah, that poor shot the yeah. captain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Going down the line oh, no. here. Oh, he lost his foot. His other leg. Yeah, right? <laughs> is this like a Captain Hook situation? Do kind we, of, yeah. How do you not hear the clock? What? The snow <laughs> clock. <laughs> it's a mix between kind of like a Captain Hook meets Moby Dick kind yeah. of a situation, yeah. Um, going down the table, is there, uh, in the, <laughs> yes. um, what would each of you like to do? Connor, broccoli, uh, where's broccoli headed? Can I grab some harpoons and then go down to the cannons? Uh, yeah, sure. Can I make some cannonballs? <laughs> yeah, you could, you yeah. can do that. That's interesting. All right. So you grab, uh, you grab two harpoons. They're fairly heavy. So you grab one in each hand and you kind of take off running down to the, to the ship's, uh, core uh sue is standing there she watches you do this because she's also grabbing grabbing one getting it ready to throw and she's like where the heck are you going to the cannons why because <laughs> you got harpoons don't worry about it uh, okay i'm not gonna stop you i'm pretty focused whatever get yourself killed i guess surely you're not focused if you're paying attention to what brock's doing yeah you, well like, she can't keep her eyes yeah she's <laughs> saying this to her moody huh? these big bulging muscles <laughs> carry those hefty hearts. oh yeah what Just, are you doing good thing it's my weight oh. <laughs> <laughs> i can tell exactly how <laughs> he's a <laughs> 25 pound metal harpoons <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Gro, what are you doing? Gro grabs his mop uh, and then looks down <laughs> at it and tosses it aside. Yeah, okay. And goes and grabs a bow and arrow. Nice. All right. You get your bow and arrow. You've got like a little quiver of arrows next to you. And you start readying your bow, pulling that string taut. Yeah, it's going to just try to use his instincts and fire this bow. <laughs> yeah, are you not particularly... Uh... <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, fair That's enough. That's the occasional carnival. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they might have had something like that, honestly. <laughs> All right. What would be their Valentine's Day like? Oh, yeah. Special oh, Valentine's Day. Cupid. Uh, like, Day or Souls yeah, yeah. Day or something. It can't be Souls Day because yeah, literally what we took. Lover's Day. Oh, Lover's yeah. Day. Oh, the, the day of two lovers. Uh, well, and I don't know. They might leave it open. <laughs> the day of lovers. lovers. That's That'd be lovers like an Obashu day. Lover's Day. Yeah, yeah. Lover's Day. Lover's day. It's like it works great with Mother's Day. Oh, you know, shoot. Father's Day. Lover's That's true. Day. Lover's Day. That's right. For all the couples out there or soon to be, I don't know. All them lovers. That's all them lovers. <laughs> Um, bra, uh, Bill, Bill Dor, yeah, what, what are you doing? Harpoon. Are you grabbing yourself a harpoon, getting ready? Because it's like a bow step with a pointy end. Fair point, mm-hmm. fair point. I like it. All right, Mika. Uh... It takes command. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I've assumed the position. <laughs> I am going to run to the front of the ship. Okay. And just stand there for a moment. Okay. You just do like look out or something. Stand to yeah, sure. a pose like a T in the top of the <laughs> yes. world. Uh, I'm on top of the world. I'm flying, Captain Rockfoot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna get your leg bitten off just like mine. Why do I care? He says as he's dangling his good foot over the side of the boat. It's like, I wonder how he lost the first one for these poor life choices he makes. I'm going to start with Brock. Brock, you're running down to the cannons with the harpoons. What, What are you doing? 
Can I load the harpoons into the cannon? Oh, and I, you know what? I'm not gonna stop you. That's for sure. Oh. I'm very intrigued on how this is gonna go. Um, okay, so you. <laughs> what could happen? What's the worst that could happen, <laughs> right? So downstairs, you run into a young guy. It was the same guy whose voice you heard last episode that called out, having seen the gator shark up front. His name is Zazu, based on the context clues you received from the captain shouting back at him. Uh, he's a younger man. Uh, he's wearing uh, uh, like a Fire Nation headband on his head. His hair is kind of spiked up. He's got black powder like all over his face and hands and his clothes are pretty like dirty because of this but he's like oh hey how's it going are uh, you helping me with the cannons yeah i'm down here to help with the cannons oh, all right on <laughs> in case we run out of cannonballs i got some harpoons here oh you think I guess i've never i've never tried that before that seems like a pretty cool idea though <laughs> all right i like i like you i like you you seem like a fun guy to to blow stuff up with. <laughs> I like you too, man. All right, uh, all right. So cannons are loaded; they're ready to go. We just gotta get this thing, you know, just right. We gotta, we gotta make sure that we hit him, okay? <laughs> all right. We really wanna like, mm, slam into him, just hit him, really knock him out with these cannonballs. <laughs> Dude, when this is over, we gotta hang out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You, you, do you like stew? Yeah, I love stew. <laughs> oh, I love stew. All right, right. Sweet, maybe we can get some stew from Cookie if we survive this thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I, 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 do you want to load those in now, or are we just going to fire a regular cannonball? I mean, I think I, I think we might have to like put it in when there's a cannonball inside of it. I don't know if it'll just shoot out, you know, by itself. You got see with explosions, you got to create a lot of uh, sort of pressure that's like built up, and then it just poof, right. You got to like enclose that. That's why cannonballs work, right? They like fit right inside the cannon, right, and then it blocks up any like space for the explosion to like not hit it. You know what I mean? I did not think that through. So yeah, let's let's do that. All right, just like yeah, just shove one of those in there. This is a terrible idea, and I love it. I love it. I'm excited. All right, so you load up the. You know, there's a cannon already in there, but you just jam one of those harpoons <laughs> into the cannon, hoping for the best. Um, roll me. Uh, you're doing advance and attack. All right, so I get which I that... think everybody except Mika is. Uh, Mika, I'm assuming you're gonna do like evade and observe. See. Okay. You are uh, I rolled a 10. A 10? Nice. All right. So I will defy the laws of physics. These will have kind of like special things that I've kind of created. They're basically like their own moves um, by using these weapons. Ooh. Um, so it's already kind of locked in. It's just whether or not they can succeed. So. Oh, fart, mark two fatigue, mark a condition, or shift their balance away from center. Fatigue. Destroy something in the environment, but that that doesn't include the gator shark, does it? Oh, it's. Just... I mean, he's in <laughs> no, the environment. One hit, one hit, and then I just emerge. I am the captain now. So these are gonna be. I'm gonna just consider these basic techniques. So technically, you could do two. I could strike. Well, I would only be able to strike and smash, right? Well, yes, but also this is going to count as one of them. Um, this is like kind of a custom attack. So using the cannonball is its own its own basic move. Well, the harpoon's in there too. So. Well, right. I'm just counting that with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then otherwise, uh, you're going to be. You could choose an additional advance and attack. Basic technique. Basic technique. So the strike, pressure, or smash. Okay. We'll so of try to figure out a way to fit that in. I mean, so if I were to say smash. Okay. And it says destroy something in the environment. 
does that include the the crocodile shark? It's really just. I, I mean, you successfully did something, so I'm not gonna like do something that counts against you in this circumstance. But like, it's in the environment. It's either the water, the ship, or the cannon. Otherwise, because okay. I can't. So, because I, I mean, can I destroy the water? Just blow every inch of water you could blow it out of the water would that kill it or would that just make it mark a couple extra fatigue on the... um it would open up accessibility for people say with the bow or harpoons to have an easier chance at hitting it i'll blow it out. well with the harpoon though i should probably at least be able to pierce it i would think right right but like the harpoon could pierce it and the cannonball could like Donk get it. get it out of the water yeah yeah, yeah. That okay. makes sense. That so actually I'll, does make sense. Okay. So I'll do that. Okay, cool. So, but I do mark one fatigue. I believe so. Yeah. All right. So he is marking two fatigue from the harpoon that you jammed in. He is also impaired as he now has a harpoon jammed into his side. Um, the cannonball fires out and slams into the water, causing a massive sort of explosion, and it causes the gator shark to go flying into the air. Um, for Guao and, well, actually all the other three of you, you can see this happen. You see this giant gator shark fly up into the air. Um, it is now kind of not floating there. Like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it kind of looks like something just left out of the water, but it looks like in an awkward sense. So it's not in control of what it's doing right now. You are are going to be doing your bow and arrow. Would you like oh, to man. roll me in? Roll, well, just roll, roll it. Uh, combat. As you're watching it jump over you. <laughs> With yeah. your arms outstretched. Oh, gross. Gross. Like, oh, God. He's wiping his hands oh, on his, oh. his robe. He's like, oh, it's mop water. Oh, no. It's all <laughs> slick. Um, one, you can re-roll your lowest dice uh, that you roll because of the fact that uh, Connor's kind of opened up an opportunity for you oh, to okay. hit this creature. Well, there you go. That was a good opportunity. I got Sounds a like. eight. All right, awesome. So with a seven and nine, you get to use the basic technique, which in this case is the bow and arrow, um, which deals uh, it deals a single fatigue. So your your arrow flies out with key accuracy, slams into the shoulder of the beast, which goes um, very angry. Uh, some of the pirates around you uh, kind of look over at you and they're nodding their heads and some impressed. Like, whoa, he's a pretty good shot. Whoa. Uh, but then they quickly turn back to focus at the, the matter at hand because mm -hmm. it's a big, scary beast. Um, Bill, mm -hmm. you are also advanced in, or yeah, advanced in attacking. Uh -huh. uh, you've got a harpoon in your hand. Uh -huh. Are you throwing it? or uh -huh. are you, Okay, go for it. Four. Four, awesome. <laughs> you... Can, before I make any jokes here, you have the opportunity to uh, shift your balance away from center to use one basic technique, which in this case would be hurling this uh, harpoon. If you would like to do that. Which way? Uh, away from center. So as long as it doesn't go towards center, whichever direction you're already on the move of, I suppose. I would head towards more self-reliance. Which doesn't make sense here. 
Because I just completely missed. Well, you wouldn't miss. Oh, okay. That's sure. Okay. Why not? Let's make some fun characters. All right. Growth here. There you go. You you were nice. I say I really want to do this. <laughs> you see everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You believe it. <laughs> All me. <laughs> you see you see Guao successfully shoot an arrow at this this beast flying through the air, and you feel like you should be equally, if not more, capable than Guao to mm-hmm. hit this beast. Oh, and so you yeah. focus for a moment. And you curl that out, sort of to prove to yourself and to prove to everybody else that you are capable. This harpoon flies through the air, slamming into the beast, hitting him um, in sort of the ribs area, um, dealing an additional two fatigue to this creature, which now falls back into the water. Mika, what are you up to over at the front of the boat? Um, I'm going to... Well, I'm invading an Zerbi. Okay. So I'm going to... Who's around me, I guess? Um, yeah, good question. Great question. Um, currently around you specifically, um, you see an earthbending woman. She is holding a harpoon. She's kind of probably in like her late forties. Um, she's wearing sort of the green garb that a lot of earthbenders seem to, to wear. She also kind of has like a dirty, like I work with. I work with my hands. Yes. Yeah. I work with my hands kind of a thing going on. Um, you can kind of smell uh, what smells like uh, sort of the smell of like hot iron. She kind of has that about her and kind soot. Of smell. Yes, that smells. Interesting. Um, and additionally, near her, you see another man. Uh, he is wearing some very fine clothes, which seems odd. He is holding a bow and arrow. He looks very awkward with said bow and arrow. Uh, very nervous. He's a slight amount rotund. Uh, he's wearing some orange clothing, which makes you wonder if maybe he has some relation to the Fire Nation, but you're not sure. Um, but he definitely does not look very confident. I guess I am going to bolster or hinder, which means I can aid or impede a nearby character. Okay. I will help the lady. Okay. What do you... Oh, actually, I guess you have to roll I get it first. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a four. Okay. You can choose to move your balance away from center if you would like to um, use a basic technique anyways. Sure. Okay. Which way are you moving? Um, well, I suppose I'm leaning towards friendship because I'm trying to help oh, okay. somebody. Yeah, absolutely. You help somebody? Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. What do you say to, to this woman as she's getting ready to hurl this harpoon towards this creature? You're so awesome. Okay. <laughs> and she looks over at you and she says, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome. <laughs> and she turns back to what she's doing her hand. And you can see like a little smirk in her face uh, on, her, on her smile. And she pulls back far back and hurls this thing towards the, the creature, which is swimming towards the boat at this point. He's already landed back into the water. And you see it go into the... Um, the fin that kind of the giant fin that comes out of the water and uh, sticks inside of it. She's like, Oh God. Woo-hoo! Oh, thank you. She seems really excited and happy to have somebody standing by to support. Uh, ironically, the rotund man uh, standing next to her fires his arrow. and just goes shooting off into the, like, who knows where uh, completely missing the target. Uh, both of you kind of look over at him and he's just like, Oh, oops. Sorry. 
And uh, with that, uh, you've kind of created or gone an entire round with uh, this creature who now swims underneath the boat and you can feel the entire ship move as it does so. Well, since he needs to evade and observe because that's the last action on here, he is going to um, simply dive under the water. You don't see him. And when he comes back up, it looks like he has ripped out all the arrows and the harpoons that were stuck inside of him. That doesn't mean that damage hasn't been done. Um, obviously he still has a couple of gaping wounds from them, um, but he's pulled them out to kind of, uh, refresh himself. Is this crocodile shark like a humanoid type thing or is he ripping them out with his fins? Yeah. He's like ripping He's got like claws, kind of like an alligator does, but a little bit more extended. Um, um I don't want to say that he has quite a humanoid, but it's a little bit more so than in your standard alligator. Like he's got a little bit more reach. He's also got, you know, his long mouth that he can grab things from and pull them out. Um, but given like the size of his body, he's able to kind of turn and bend himself in order to reach these these spots. Gotcha. A lot of these spots. So okay. all right, moving forward, what would each what uh, option would each of you like to take? I will seize a position. Alright. Defend him. Defend him. Okay. I will advance and attack. Okay. Anything defensive I can do? I mean, it's really all about the narrative. So I mean, if you can, if you, if there's an option in there that you want to like, kind of deviate towards something within the the narrative, I mean, you tell me. Like, if you see one of the options within defend and maneuver that you feel like fits, he's attacking the underneath our boat. He has swum underneath your boat, and then he has kind of resurfaced on the other side, and he seems to be a little bit refreshed from could getting I, out of the line of fire. Could I do a defensive maneuver of putting down a defensive net? Net is an option. You could go grab a net if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so that is actually an advance and attack, technically. Oh, well. <laughs> but the things that it does is is sort of like a like a debuff in a sense i guess you could call it again using kind of more go for it okay all right sounds good so you'll do advance yeah. and attack Nico, what are you doing? That. perfect Hat um is there is there anything at the front of the ship that i could use to attack with possibly um the the guy that had his bow and arrow uh definitely probably would happily hand it over to you if you asked for it all right, I'll give it a shot. Okay, sounds good. I'll put you down as advance and attack. That's pretty please. Okay, so yeah, I think at this point, <laughs> even if he didn't just hand it to you, I feel like your friend that you've just made would just glare at him and be like, anyone's better than you. <laughs> While you're sitting there saying nice things to her, she would just, yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. So we got some advance and attacks. Dave is going to uh, defend and maneuver to seize a position, right? All right, Dave, I'm going to kick things off with you then. Uh, go ahead and make that roll. Eight. Eight. Awesome. So that lets you do the season position. Um, what are you doing to move to a new location to engage or disengage or overcome negative oh, status right. effects or danger? So Glow thinks to himself, man, this spell is actually pretty good, but we need more firepower. Time to pull out all the sacks. <laughs> And he runs Wait to the captain's court. No <laughs> way. All right, well, everyone's pretty dang distracted right now, so nobody's stopping you from running to the captain's quarters and bursting through the unlocked doors. That is what I do. And I scan the room for this alleged sack. Yes. Right. That Bill was talking about. Yeah, raging all about. That's due time. All right, sounds good. You look around the room. 
you see a number of different things. There's a wardrobe. There's a bed, obviously, um, which, of course, some you think maybe some things could be stored under the bed. You're not sure. Um, there is a small, like, bedside shelf or what do you, a cabinet. And then there is a, like, chest, like a large, almost treasure chest-esque looking chest. I thought it would have been funny if you were like, there's a bed. There's a wardrobe. There's a sack of rocks. There's a, sack, there's a chest. <laughs> this particular you, you sack. You don't know where the sack of rocks is. Do you care to look in any of these? <laughs> the sack could be in any of these things. <laughs> Which would you like to check on? Right, so first things first. Grow opens the wardrobe and picks out a funny hat to wear. <laughs> oh. You find several. I mean, they're all pretty, like, straightforward captain hats with big old feathers coming yeah, out. Yeah, I picked the one with the biggest, floppiest feather. All right, perfect. You got one with a nice, big, decorated green. It's gonna be like, I'm trying to think uh, of an animal to mesh with Peacock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be like Chunk from Goonies, who just disappears halfway through, and at the very end, he just shows up with a giant pirate it's hat. It's true, he did. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the captain. It'd be like, you know, bird horses, but a peacock horse. A peacock horse, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which would explain why it's even bigger than a normal yes. peacock feather. <laughs> this massive feather coming out of the side of it. It's so gaudy. It's just ridiculous. And then I look in. Uh, open the chest. All right, you open the chest. You don't... Actually, you do see a sack of of something. It's kind of heavy. It feels like maybe there's like some kind of sand or something inside of there. But you grab that. Um, there's also a number of other things. There's some papers. There's some scrolls. There's some maps. Um, there's a couple of like fancy goblets. Um, maybe even like a couple pieces of jewelry that maybe he, the captain, has taken from previous treasure grabs and kept for himself. Um, I take note of what, of like a description in my mind of these pieces. Okay, all right. Just for future I don't, I don't reference. Take okay, sounds good. All right, so you grab that that sack of earth and you rush on out of there. Is this a truck in the sack? Is it actually? Yes, it is. It's like a, oh. it's like a fairly large, like medium-sized sack full of dirt and rock and gravel and so on. It's mostly small rock, but I mean, with earthbending abilities, you, know, you have a lot of leeway with that. And I run back towards the battle. Awesome. All right, sounds good. You've got your sack. And a hat. And a hat. A sack and a hat. And the captain's going to be pissed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he took his two most favorite what things. <laughs> You're going to find out what captain. The new captain. The new captain. Oh. Everybody's going to be like, all right, captain. He's going to be like, oh, uh, excuse me. I am the captain. And Guo's going to be like, I think I'm the captain. I've got the bigger feather. And a sack. <laughs> and a sack. What do you got? A stupid uh, it's like, rock uh, leg. I've got a sack of rocks. I've got a sack of rocks. And guess what's in? I'm taunting the, the captain. Yeah. <laughs> I've got your sack of rocks. <laughs> yeah, if some water got on your leg and washed some of it away, you'd be in a real pickle. <laughs> Are you, like me, a fan of piracy or privateering um, out in your D&D campaign? Well, check this out. We have been working on a brand new airship combat system that means you and your privateer crew can now take to the skies and pillage at new heights. 
Within this system, you will get three-dimensional dynamic movement and combat rules. You'll get a brand new updated aircrew system, as well as brand new spells, items, creatures, and example airships for you to use in your campaign, as well as crews to put on them. But I think the coolest part about all of this is we have a custom shipbuilder application that will allow you to customize and build your very own airship. It means you and your team can have exactly what you want as you take on the skies. If you're interested in any of that, check out our Sky Zephyrs Kickstarter here at Homie and the Dude. Snyder's Return is a tabletop roleplay interview and actual play podcast. We chat with content creators from both mainstream and indie publishers, and we release actual play episodes of systems like our City of Mist game, Meddlers, Monsters and Mabin, and more games coming in the future. We also have a TTRPG review show on YouTube, Fly Like a D6. Come and check us out. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder, Instagram, Snyder's underscore return. You can find us on YouTube at Snyder's Return, Discord, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, Skylar here, your friendly neighborhood game master. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know that we at Benders and Brews have been working our creative juices extra hard and pushing our artistic skills to the max in order to bring you some sick Benders and Brews merch. That's right. You can head on over to the Tee Public shop we created where you can snag shirts, stickers, mugs, and so much more with your favorite B&B characters on them. Grab a Chibi Mika baseball t-shirt, or maybe you want a broccoli mug designed with the Employee Blissful Brew Tea Shop logo. There's all of those and more, and even more down the road when we come up with ideas. So head on over to Tea Public and search for Benders and Brews, or you can follow us on social media where we'll post the links that'll be easily available to all of you. And of course, if you get some of our merch, be sure to tag us in a photo of you with the respective B&B swag, because all of us at the studio would love to see it. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. So everybody else was doing advance and attack, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Very cool. All right. So anyone in particular would prefer to go first? I rolled. Oh, all right. Bill rolled. What do you got? Ten. Ten. Oh, all right. All right. Very nice. Okay. So you I'm can pick much two. Much better than that's apparently. That's right. You can pick up to two techniques, basic techniques. Include what, one of them being the nets. What smash other the basic nets. techniques? Is well, there's strike, pressure, smash. Pressure. Pressure. Oh, okay. Trying to intimidate the crocodile shark? Yeah, with my really intimidating net. Okay. I'm going to make loud yelling noise. I'm going to go, he's going to get real scared. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're throwing the net first. No. Okay. No. Before you scare it away. My order is the opposite. Um, <laughs> loud noises that scare him into my net. Okay. So basically with pressure, you get, so first of all, you throw the net over and sure enough, it catches onto the back of this, this beast that's swimming through the water, um, causing it to start thrashing about. Um, it is now trapped which is ironic that you're going to pressure it, <laughs> scare it away, allegedly. Um, but I guess with pressure, you choose an approach that they cannot choose uh, in the next exchange. So wait, when they're trapped, 
Approach like, being they defend, can't. maneuver, advance, and attack, or evade and observe. So they can't do any of those? You you choose which, yeah, you choose one of but those. they're they trapped, they can't. I'm going to do evade and observe so they can't, so they'll, even, they'll be too scared to try and break out of the net. Ooh. Ooh. Three, a combination of three conditions or fatigue to escape. Dang. Okay. Uh, you're taking, you said evade and observe, or what did you say? Yeah, evade and observe. He yeah. can't take any of those options. Okay, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Um, he is now unable. You you make some loud noises, and having been trapped, he's freaking out. He's panicking. Uh, he will not be evading and observing I'm, next I'm doing next the turn. Sand Raider. Technique. Right. Right. Shoot him. Uh, make loud screaming noises. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Usually the shooting works pretty well from the get go, but the shouting noises doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. All right, uh, Brock or Mika, any preference? I can go. Brock? So I've got, I still got that second harpoon. So I'll go back up to the deck and uh, try and, try and harpoon him while he's in the, while he's in the net. Okay. And uh, so when I, I just actually. Technically you just really, needed to seize a position. Okay. Well, in that case, I will fire the cannon. Okay. At him. So they do have two cannons, um, conveniently, on either side, but currently it's on the same side as you shot from before. Um, so you can load that up and fire it, but just keep in mind that if it's on that side again, you'll have to reload the cannons before you can start firing them again. So right. Just something to keep in mind. But yep, absolutely so, go for it. So when I roll, just making sure. Just, yeah. Do I add that plus two from if it's related to force, which I'm assuming this is? Sure. Yeah. On top of the passion. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I can get a bit more ludicrous. Yes. With it. Uh, no, I'll just fire the cannons, try and finish them off in the nets. Eight. Eight. All right. Yep. That's a success. You can you can definitely fire the cannons. So you do so. Uh, ball again shoots out of this cannon, slams into the water, knocking it up in the air, preceded by a harpoon that goes flying and jams itself into the netted creature. Uh, everybody else watches as this netted monster comes flying out of the water, flailing about, trying to claw its way out of this net um, in the mess that it has created. Mika. You've got a you you come rushing over. What do you say to this guy to get this bow and arrow out of curiosity? I know we kind of like hypotheticals that situation, but like it's funny to act it out. Um, I run over there and I say, "Hey, dude, give me your bow." Okay. Please. Oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, like why don't you go like sit in the back of the boat or something? Oh, that sounds phenomenal. Okay, bye. All right. Okay. Um, why am I taking more? I don't know. She told me something I wanted to do anyway, so it works out. <laughs> Captain has a ship. No. She's putting it, she's putting her name in the hat. But Glow is wearing the hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I got a three. Alright. Well that's a failure. Unless you, you count my re-roll, then I got an eight. Don't count the re-roll. <laughs> Wait, actually what I will let you do is what we did before, which is you could re-roll so you rolled two ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could re-roll one of those ones. Okay, then I got a six. Total? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's still a yeah. <laughs> If you would like to succeed, you can move your balance away from center. Oh, what do I would I move? I gotta choose. You have to move it away from, from center. center. So whatever direction it's oh. already headed, you gotta keep pushing it. Man, I have to go towards friendship again. Mm. You gotta learn to rely on your friends. Well, if that's the case, as you're readying this bow, the woman next to you says, "You're awesome." Wow. She thanks. says she can see oh, that you're friends. a little iffy on it. 
you're shaking, uh, probably thoughts about your past go through yeah. your head and some things that happened, which you as the listener can find out more about if you listen to Mika's prequel. Yeah, there, there is a whole again, bow and yes. arrow scene. Um, but there is a very important bow and arrow scene yeah. that, again, runs through your head involving your father, involving some, let's say, failures on your part um, that may have led to some intense disaster that is now, like I said, flashing through and reminding you of that. And that fear starts to well up inside of you, but then you feel a reassuring hand on your shoulder as this earth, this earth bending <laughs> woman or earth kingdom woman, um, a little bit dirty, you know, her hands got some like gunk on it or whatever. She's got it deep in her nails, but you feel her reassuring you on the shoulder. She says, you got this lass, fire away. And you fire the shot. And and sure geez, enough, I have a whole Merida on my side. Yeah, <laughs> I did not expect that, but sure enough, it kind of came out that way. If you had the chance to change your fate, to change your balance, would you do it if it meant hitting the gator shark? Trust, um, <laughs> trust the bow. Yes, and you do, and your arrow flies straight into the netted mess that is this gator shark, um, sinking into its form and dealing it more exhaustion as it flails about in the air. It lands back into the water, um, still entangled, and uh, it un untangles itself, causing even more uh, exhaustion on itself, and then it quickly turns and starts swimming intensely towards the boat. It is going to also be doing an advancing attack, and it is doing a smash. It swims oh. towards the boat. I don't have to roll, because I'm the DM, and everything okay. I do succeeds. Um, he marks another fatigue, and he slams into the side of the ship, causing a massive hole to open up inside the hull. Everybody begins to panic as they're thrown about on the ship um, in every which way. Everybody on the boat has become impaired as it rocks violently back and forth and starts to sort of tip to one side as the ship begins to take damage and take on water. Take on water? A little bit. Good thing I can swim. But would you want to when the water's got swim? a beast inside of it? All right, I going into another so. round. <laughs> no, I just use the water to help me float. I will mark That's one way to do it. Why bother swimming when I can make the water do all the swimming for me? Exactly. <laughs> all right, everybody, choose your next maneuvers. So what's going on with this ship? Does it have a bunch of holes in it now? Uh, just one that you... Assumed probably inside like the lower decks, whole, like hull of the ship. Yeah. Where is it in relation to the cannons where I'm at right now? So it would be the deck just below yours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I jump onto the net? Onto the beat? Well, he got out of the net. Ah. Yeah. You can jump on. He has him, to though. spend like a bunch of exhaustion or other conditions in order to to get out of it, but he he did. And just to make sure, I no longer have any harpoons, correct? I, I shot you are all out of harpoons. Well, then I will seize position. Okay. I'm also going to the... defend and maneuver. <laughs> all right, we got another defend and maneuver. Can never get tired. Two defend and maneuvers. Ooh. What about you two, Bill and Mika? What are you guys doing? Not jumping on the net. Oh, that's good. Because nobody else. I, mean, I guess there is a net in us. the water. It's just floating there. It's all slashed up. But 
Like they're letting the interns fight the fight. They want to yeah, see no, what you made of. Like nobody else is hitting this thing. Uh, just... They are. Yeah. No, you see people. They're kind of... really bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them are very bad. Um, I, but you do see some of them. You know, trying to do things. The the captain has the wheel. He's trying to steer it, sort of maneuvering around, but also staying within range of the shark. Um, the gator shark, and yeah, try to keep it so that people can fire at it and do whatnot. Where's Where's my friend? Where's Where's Bengo? Uh, Bengo is also kind of nor- near the head of the ship. He's shouting out orders in the captain's stead. So the captain's kind of steering while the first mate is shouting orders uh, to the crew. Okay. About this gator shark. Yeah. Is he more gator than he is shark? Or is he more shark than he is gator? Mm, that's a tough one. Like, can would, he breathe air? Like, gators can go on land, you know, right, per right. se. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he can do that. Okay. Does he have the neck of a gator or a shark? He has the neck of a gator. And the head of a gator. And yeah. But, like, kind of, of a gator. body of a shark with the tail of a, sort of a gator. mix in between. Um, and then he's got, like, the, the sort of army, leggy things coming out of the sides, like a, a gator. But they're a little bit more, like, built and longer. So that he can kind of like move him around a little bit. But yeah, he's got like some big old muscles. He's a beast of the sea. Uh, but then his... his, uh, a, his sea beast, if you will. a sea beast, if you A sea beast, yes. <laughs> and they're webbed, of course. Uh, it's a dangerous creature. He didn't well, know that I'm so impulsive and stupid. I desperately hope we get some cool fan art. <laughs> I want to uh, kill it. I want to say that's an advance in attack. <laughs> I feel like that's what it would fall under. <laughs> Unless you're yelling that. Ooh. Maybe you're trying to. Intimidate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, he does he understand English? Like, does this He understands try? yelling. As <laughs> loud, loud gibberish. He understands, he understands loud noises, like many do, uh, but you don't know for sure whether or not he understands uh, English. Does he understand no a bow staff to the, the top of the noggin? He might. Just, just bop him on the nose. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, okay. Bop him on his nose next time he shows his big schnout. Okay, okay. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Teach him a, a thing or two from Guaoling. That's how we do it back in Guaoling. That's how we do back in Guaoling. I believe you have a move for that, don't you? Kind of the, what is it, uh, parry? Don't you have parry? Yeah, I do have parry. So if he tries to attack... Oh, yeah, attack the... Attack, you know... There you go. This portion of and the And that's ship. advancing attack, I assume. Oh, no. No? It's defending maneuver. Oh, interesting. Because okay. it's my specialty. Don't right. Remember, I'm a defense specialist. Okay. So I'm going to show my thing or two from Guaoling. All right. Fair enough. All right. Sounds good. Mika, what do you... Did you decide? I did this number on the no. wild coyote bulls back I in. have no idea what to do because all my you ideas don't work. You the wild coyote bulls. You, you just shot him. Well, he can breathe air, so I can't, like, you know, take the water away from him and make him well, suffocate. Well, if you exhaust him to the point where he doesn't what? have any fatigue left, then he goes down, too, so. I know, but I'm telling you my ideas are backfiring because I'm asking questions, clarifying questions, and then my ideas won't work. Don't think. Act. Well, I was gonna take all the water away from its face, but it can breathe air. So what is that gonna do? Drown. <laughs> you take all the water and you force it into the nose, <laughs> into, into his nose. And just, he's got the whole ocean's worth they, of water. The alligators and, have like things that close their nose. Then I hit it with a one-two punch right in the right. nose. Uh. <laughs> There's also tickle its armpit. <laughs> 
Uh, do you have any ice? Bang! I, I was gonna stuff? say throw oh, some oh, dirt in his eyes. Or I mean, all things considered, you could also flavor some of your like basic moves with the idea of like I'm gonna use water bending in this way to do a strike, or I'm gonna use it to flavor, smash, or you know whatever the case. Um, I'm gonna try to use my water bending. Okay. Mm. So I'm using my attack in. Alright, so who is doing the defend and maneuver? You, uh, I Bill I am, is, and I'm then seizing is. a position, yes. Alright, so we'll go with Brock first just because we'll go in table order. Brock, go ahead, do your check. Alright, uh, well first, um, is the is he still under the boat or is he like, where where is where is this guy right okay. now? Okay, yeah, so he slammed into the boat and then now he's swimming away. It looks like he might be gearing up to do another one. Okay, so from where I am, do I need to roll first, or do I need to just describe It's it? better to roll first, just because like you could totally fail, and that's going to kind of change things. Gotcha. <laughs> so is this still considered with force, or uh, is it... I don't think so. If you're just moving through different... I mean, what is it your goal is, I guess? So my goal is to end up on top of him. That would be seize the position. So... Uh, okay, I could see how this is... What's the alternative to force? Uh, care. I guess I could see how this could be considered force, sure. So okay. Since you're you're taking the leap and you're forcing yourself onto it, right? I don't like how that how that sounds. Is man. that what you're? I well, mean, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's, so if we're in a combative way, yeah. So I mean, it's up to you. Is it if it's forced? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay. That is a six. Six. And then did you do the minus two to like physical stuff for impaired? Oh, I marked one fatigue. Oh, to get rid of it. So I don't think that hits, does it? It is not, uh, but you could choose to move your balance. And for a success? For a success. Might as well. How far are you? I am plus three on the force side. So you're almost over the edge? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the irony is, is that what you're doing almost feels like an over the edge kind of action to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But whatever the case, everybody watches as you leap. But first. Oh, yeah. Explain, yeah. So I go up to the deck. Yes. I grab a couple more harpoons that weigh exactly 20 pounds because he knows this. (laughs) And then proceed to jump onto... I try to get on the back of his neck, because fun fact, crocodiles, if you can get the back of their necks. It's a gator, it's not a, a crocodile. Okay about gators or crocodiles. If you can get the back of their neck, they can't touch you. And also, they don't have enough power to open their mouths, which is why you can keep them closed with tape. So I grab the harpoons okay. and leap off the boat. Everybody freezes. Everybody on the boat like stops for a moment and just stares in kind of awe, but also just like, what in the world? He's insane. And that's where I want to be. <laughs> All right. And I, and I mount this. Cr- you fall a- through the air and land right on the the, the nape. Well, I was going to say the fin. Oh. Because that's like just something you can see from outside the water. Gotcha. Yep. Yep, so I, I'm on there, and that's all I can do, right? I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't try and stab him. Yeah. Okay, that's what I do. I'm on the gator shark now. All right, sounds good. Bill, you're going to be doing the parry. Nine. Nine, nice. Okay, did you take into effect the... Seven. Numbers? Seven, that still succeeds. All right, 
So you're doing a parry. Uh, basically, when it attacks, if it attacks you, it's doing you're doing blow for blow, right? Correct. All right, sounds good. Whoa! Wait, did it attack? What? What happened? Well, it'll attack on its turn. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. So and you just told I, it it couldn't I, evade and observe. So. I was uh, trying to defend and maneuver. Yes. A position. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. I should have gotten to you first, but that's okay. What's your position that you're achieving? Eight. Eight. All right. So what's the deal with this grappling harpoon? Yes. So there is a grappling gun harpoon. It's like a harpoon oh, gun with a rope attached to it, and it is at the back end of the boat. So I go up to the guy who's on it, and I say, you're taking too long. Let a guy with a, a fancy hat take over. <laughs> um, I'll have you do um, do a push your luck, but I'm going to give you an advantage on it because you have, a, <laughs> you have the captain's hat, and at the very least, it's going to surprise you. Oh, that's an 11. All right, well, that does it for sure. He, he immediately steps back, and he's like, all right, I can't. Wait a minute, but by that point you've already got your hands on the controls of this this harpoon gun and you're turning it around. I say, good thing I got these sacks of rocks for this. <laughs> right. uh, so that is yeah, does it have so it's the harpoon with a rope attached. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yep. Yeah, I'll try to shoot it at the beast. Okay. So that is its own um action. Yeah, so next, okay, perfect, yep. So that'll be an advancing attack. Mika, you were gonna also do advancing attack, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what are you doing? Uh, I was gonna strike, I guess. Okay. I was gonna use my water bending skills. Okay. And squeeze him like a python. Oh, okay, so you're gonna use the water, water that's around him to kind of like pressure him in and, yeah. and squeeze him a little bit. All right, perfect, yeah, go for, uh, go for that roll. Alrighty. Are you scrolling really bad today? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to shift your balance? No. Actually, it's a four. What? Right, because you guys are. Dang. Well, either way, I'm still not succeeding unless I shift my balance. Okay. Well, here's what I'll tell you. As you like stretch out your hands to try to control the water, it's just too strong of a current for you to be able to like kind of control this much water. Um, you find it difficult to sort of get a hold on it. Um, which works out in your favor in the sense that this lady doesn't seem to know what you're doing. She's actually a little bit confused. Like, are you all right there, Les? Um, and because she doesn't see any water really like getting moved around in an unnatural way, she's not going to suspect that you are a waterbender. So there is a positive to that. That's a weird way to shoot a bow. <laughs> That's a I lost the bow when he oh. hit the ship. I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. So uh, once again, the shark, the gator shark is going to swim towards the boat and slam into it. Everybody is shaking again. Um, this time everybody's grasped down a little bit after the last one. So they're not as, uh, you're not impaired. You're not as impacted as before because you've sturdied yourself from the last impact. But you can feel that the ship has dealt, been dealt more damage and uh, you fear that if it were to take any further damage, uh, you'd be in a bit of a predicament. So. Um, jumping back over to everybody, what are we doing next? What about attack! Oh, he didn't attack you. Thought he wasn't gonna attack me. <laughs> he knew oh, you well, were gonna parry. 
No, I knew you were gonna attack the boat. But, uh, I, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If you so wanna, I just stood there on the boat and just, <laughs> just stood there. If you want to, <laughs> just staring at it, no, and just a, rammed into the side. That's of the a ship. fair point. Went, oh, if you want to, <laughs> you came for me. If you want to huck a harpoon at him, I'll let you huck a harpoon at him. He did get close. You don't have to roll anything. You do it. All right. That is totally oh, like, Where are you come up here? <laughs> Go on up here on the deck with me, uh, Mr. Cup style, uh, Data Boy. I guess you'll just have to get in the water. I guess I'll have to jump in. As it slams into the side of the boat, you have an easy shot to huck a harpoon down, downwards at it. Slams into him, almost hitting Brock, who you're, you were like, oh yeah, he's down there. That's Guadalene style for you, baby. Awesome. All right, everybody choose another technique. Oh, attack. Yeah, you do damage. Yeah, I got nice. it. Nice. I'm attacking. Well, apparently, you can't defend, defend this okay. thing. Defend the ship. All hands attack. <laughs> okay. Quick. Tie a rope to, to me. You got the gas <laughs> or the gun. Quick, yeah, I could have had a rope. Tie a rope to me. What's Bill doing? He's going to get a rope tied to him and then jump to the side of the boat and I defend. Got my hands <laughs> well, it swims back. It swims away each time to like try to do another. Now go one. Okay. You're gonna keel haul yourself. Yeah. No, I won't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. This is dumb. I can't use my stick because it's not long enough. You know. Only I had a giant, like, 20-foot stick. I could just... Look! <laughs> you, you look... The last of the shit. I was just going to say, <laughs> as you think to yourself, if only I had a 20-foot stick, you look over and you see the mast of the ship and you're like, maybe I could... No! Maybe I could... I grab it. Two... Thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is like something out of One Piece. And <laughs> we're on a boat. That's right. This is fiction. It's you're not wrong so far. So big. You don't have a stuff. way to dis disassemble the the mass from the rest of the ship. It just kicks it really hard. Really hard. All right. What if you it's did a the? Star and just like a this still sounds right out of One Piece. Oh, that's so a good one. Instead of me doing the post, that we turn the, the Gohan smart. You turn the ship really fast so the mast is <laughs> a giant. But what if you that? you assess the situation? What here can I use to wield the mast of the ship as a bow staff? So you just good gotta points, roll to assess around. that situation. He can't deny you there. <laughs> all he's gonna say is you can't. Oh, well, I assessed. <laughs> Roll another harpoon. All right. So that's all I can do. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you, you can jump on him. You can jump on him with me, then hit him with your bow See, staff. it's funny, because I said this to Michaela. I said, if I was playing my D&D &D character, I would have instantly jumped on this thing. Right, right. But we all know the thing that. is, this character is not an idiot. So... You're calling Brock dumb. <laughs> no. What, what were you trying to say? He's... Courageous. <laughs> You're lucky Brock can't hear you from where he's at right now. Brock is having a time of his life right now. He so. is. Yeah, so I'll attack him with a harpoon. Yeah. All right. You do that. Shoot what are you doing, Mika? The back um, back. Well, I'm on the back of his neck. I don't know. You do have more there. arrows if you want to just shoot wow. arrows. But do I still have my bow or did yeah. I lose it? No, you still have it. I'll try that, I guess. Okay, sounds good. So is everybody doing advance and attack then? 
Mm-hmm. Think it so? seems like okay, sounds good, no problem. Um, Connor, we'll start with you. Okay. Broccoli standing on top of the very beast you all are trying to uh, to destroy. So I roll a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Holy cow! Well, so, you've got an opportunity to take two basic techniques, and you have two harpoons in your hand. Yeah. So I'm going to. Well, first I will strike. The okay. way I want to strike is I will take the two harpoons and just Excalibur them nice. into. Ah, should I do the eyes or the neck? I will Excalibur them. One eye and one neck, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will Excalibur them into his neck. Okay. The so. both of them. And then kind of like jump on them to make sure that they're like they're really in they're there. They're really deep in there. All right. You jam these deep into the neck. Blood starts to shoot out from either side as you jam it deeper and deeper, pushing as hard as you can and then giving it one more push down with your with your body to make sure that they have truly stabbed deep within this creature's body. Uh, what are you doing with your second basic technique? Second basic technique. So I guess whatever's left of the harpoon sticking sure. out, I can use smash to break them off, and then I guess I can go for the eyes? Yeah. Is that possible? You'd have some sticks in hand, I guess. Yeah. Because you so, just have the ends of the, the harpoons. But just, yeah, I mean, you could... Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever so, the case, you're snapping off the, the tips of the harpoons inside of the, the monster. So it can't, oh, yeah. like, just rip the harpoon out and be, you know, cool. Yeah. It's going to have, like, literal metal inside of its body. Yep. And then whatever is left sticking out from the skin, I break off and try and jam them in the eyes. All right. Sounds good. So you got a mark of fatigue, but you, you don't get to jam them in the eyes just yet. Because okay. obviously you've used both of your, your moves. Right. Um, but Smash would allow you to mark a fatigue to break these harpoons off inside of it. You kind of use a mixture of like your, your legs. And then I, I'm going to say that these have um, wooden handles. Because otherwise I'm going to be really impressed if you're able to just like kind of kick this metal oh, yeah. Yeah. harpoon and snap it in half. But <laughs> Right. I forgot about that. No, that's all good. Uh, one way or another, you're able to either use its body and like the hard scales and just the pressure and adrenaline running through your veins to break this harpoon um, so that the handles are in your hands. They're kind of, you know, broken at a, a sharp angle. So you could potentially use these later on. Cool. Moving on to Guo, who's also advanced in attacking. He, you have the, the grappling hook gun. It's not a grappling hook. It's a grappling spear gun doohickey and you're you're falling along as this beast is moving you're kind of using broccoli as a little bit of a target since he sticks out really high uh, uh, i don't want to hit brock let's see i aim for the tail tail okay tail. all right a difficult shot yes definitely Whoa! the so, 13 holy <laughs> cow you are fire right. would you like to do anything in addition to this I blow the feather out of my face. <laughs> I'm alive with the shot. This guy is like over there and it's just everything goes into slow-mo as he's just berating you about how you have, do not have the sufficient training to be using this device. And you don't care. Everything behind you know, everything in the background goes completely silent as you carefully take aim and fire. And quote uh, pictures like the uh arcade or the carnival game where you're like shooting the beam of water yes yes the water gun at the target <laughs> and you've got a dead eye right on the bullseye 
and your harpoon flies through the air. Brock, you see it as it comes towards you. You panic a little bit. You kind of like hide a little bit behind the fin just to like hopefully make sure that it hits that instead of you. But sure enough, Glow's aim is true and slices right into the tail, piercing straight through and sort of like grabbing on the other side because like harpoons kind of have that like protrusion. Um, so it is like sufficiently grabbed. You can see the rope that leads all the way back over to the ship. Um, you have essentially lassoed this uh, this beast, Guo. And you do get to choose another basic technique if you would like to. Guo's just gonna go grab a net. Okay. Yeah. And get it ready. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, I'll allow that. It's not technically a move, but we'll, no. I think it makes sense. No, I, I think it works. There well, actually, before you do that, there is like a crank on the, the gun to kind of like pull in the rope, oh. like a reel. So it's almost like a big fishing if you wanted to you could use that as a way of pressuring it to keep it from doing um, a specific maneuver next round yeah well, i was gonna yeah try to start reeling her okay bad boy in. do you um do you have a preference on something that you don't want it to do evade and reserve attack advance attack or defend maneuver Early evade. okay perfect keep them on the ropes all right sounds good Bill, you got a harpoon in hand. Yeah. You just watched as not only did your friend who did get onto the beast stabbed into it, but you also saw your other friend expertly snipe the creature, which is now on a rope. And he seems to be kind of wrestling with the, the rod, trying to pull him in. Eight. That's a success. You hurl that harpoon towards the beast. It flies true. Um, Brock is definitely probably getting nervous as he's sort of like pseudo dodging the weapons coming from the ship and slamming he did not into make it. This thrill. I guess not. But at the same time, he's skilled enough to make sure that he's not getting hit, or maybe the gator shark is just large enough that it's taken him um, rather than than Brock getting hit on top of him. That's just par for the course for me. Do you have I ever thought anything through? Mm -mm. And fair. have we made it out of every situation? Mm -mm. That's true. Um, Mika, you've got your bow and arrow in hand, mm -hmm. or your yep. bow in hand and the arrow at the ready, firing it in. Yep. Go oh, for I that roll. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Kill it. Shooter. 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 I actually did something useful. What'd you get? Ten. Ten? Nice. So you get to actually choose two. If you'd like to, you could fire two arrows if you want. I would, I'd be down um, with that. Obviously, two okay. of them at the same time. Oh, all right. That's fine. We'll, we'll flavor it that way. So you take a second arrow and uh, your earthbending friend is standing next to you and she says, oh, you're, you're pretty confident, I see. And you fire both arrows, both of them flying towards the gator shark. Brock, you quickly dodge, um, diving behind the uh, fin that sticks out of the water. Both of them poof, poof, right where you were standing moments ago. Uh, <laughs> Why are you aiming Boy, <laughs> It comes down to the gator shark's turn, but as uh, you hold on, it thrashes, it thrashes in the water a couple of times, and it just pulls against the rope that's jammed into its tail, and it finally just gives up. Mm -hmm. It lays uh, still in the water. Sinks to the bobbing. bottom. Wait, <laughs> bobbing there uh, in the water. Uh, Guo, you're on the end of the, the gun trying to reel it in. Uh, the guy that's watching, he's absolutely astonished. Um, you're sitting there trying to reel it in. You look over and he's just got this big, like his mouth is just wide open, having seen you shoot at its tail. Um, but then he snaps out of it and he rushes to your side and helps you start to like reel it in. And he's shouting out, Captain, Captain, we got him. We caught him. 
And uh, everybody starts to cheer, and they're excited as they see this the non-moving creature. Whatever the case. Dead. Yes, it's dead. <laughs> um, Brock, or with, Brock, you're, uh, you're standing on top. I mean, what are you doing as you stand atop this now dead creature? Well, if they're reeling it in, I should yeah. probably try and climb up the rope to get to the Oh, ship. okay. So you like climb onto it and start to kind of shimmy your way back up as the, the creature starts to sink a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh, I'm running out of platform. Perfect. So um, the crew eventually manages to reel it all the way up next to the boat. And with a little bit of help, they're able to pull it on up. They use some more nets. They use some more stuff. And sure enough, they pull it onto the ship. They lay it out before you. It's this massive, massive hulking creature. The captain pushes his way through the crowd. And he looks at it and he says, well, 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 look who got theirs. And with that, we'll see what happens to the rest of you, having taken out this massive beast next time. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Of course, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast through whatever podcast site that you're using, such as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for the social media icons. Following us on social media gives you access to all news, announcements, and of course, new episodes as they are released. You can check out our website, bendersandbrews.com, which will feature all of our episodes as well as news, announcements, and even cool character and player profiles. It's a great hub of information for the Benders and Brews podcast. And finally, we would be truly humbled if you would be willing to take the time to leave us a review if your podcast site allows you to do so, such as on iTunes. Or in the case of YouTube, you can hit the like and subscribe button and drop us a comment. Tell us about what you thought about our podcast episodes. It sure would mean a lot to us. Avatar Legends is a tabletop role-playing game created by Magpie Games. Nickelodeon, Avatar, and all related titles, logos, and characters are trademarks of Viacom International Inc., all rights reserved. I also want to thank the following artists who you can find on Fiverr for their amazing creative work on this podcast. Character art was done by Alicio Papadraw. Background art by Kenichi. Music by Joe Tims 215 Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.